too. And we are connected to Eurofolkradio.com. Tax the rich, feed the poor, tell there are no rich no more. Well, there you go, Alvin, and so would we. We're trying to. I knew you did writing songs like that so long ago. But uh, we're trying to put the metal, the metal to the pedal, if you will, the rubber to the road and see if we can get some things done here and get these communist blood-sucking, slaving parasites off our backs. Uh, good morning and welcome to another session of discussing things like that. It is the December 19th version of the real two hours Real, real two, like one behind the other, one, two hour show, third, third one in a row here lately. That's got to be some cause for celebration. Uh, Roger Sales, your host, uh, along with the usual cast of characters, Paul Murka and the bunch. So, good morning, kiddos. How you doing? Everybody, all right this morning? I'm doing good. I think we should post a sign outside your place. And uh, this work site has has gone three days without a radio interruption. You know, like Hard those believe, ISO know. nine thousand signs and stuff. Uh, it's very, it's it's uh, we may have to, we may have really turned a corner here. It remains to be seen, of course. But uh, anyway, there's a lot worse things than not having electricity. At least we've got a fallback position, uh, Paul, of having. Six over six years now, about ten days over six years of archives over there on Castbox. Because I remember we started them in December six years ago. Because some of the first shows, and I don't remember which, if it was the seventh or the fifth. It may have been the fifth in that first uh, first ones where it was a Friday because I believe we had Brent on and Brian Howard came on and went over both of his stories, one in Idaho with the non-resident driver's license story and the other with the hospital in uh, Austin where his daughters were born, where the lady gave him the uh, story on how the birth certificate is produced. That one's one of the early ones back there at the start of that. So you can, should we have uh, these interruptions, you can reach back there. you got to you got a bounty of uh, different old programs to grab from with it's, it's all got good information. Any of these new people, somebody, Cheryl came on the other day and said something about here and replays. Well, hey, you're brand new girl. It's all new to you. What do you mean replays? Okay. So uh, as with, a well, lot of they, people, they want the right. newest, they want the newest, greatest yeah. stuff, what they want. Oh, the newest, great. Well, uh, well, sometimes the newest stuff is not the greatest stuff. It's this older stuff that's got a lot more uh, whatever it is behind it. Six years of it, I there, really, folks. And if you're new, if you're new, the chances are that you've never ever been exposed to very much of it at all. So have at it. Right. You know, it's like right. uh, Thor said the other day. Said, you know, I'm spending more time with Roger Sales than I am with my husband. So there you go, Paul. Yeah. 
I really enjoy the older programs because, um, and and I love the the group that we've built. We've got thirty seven in the conference room, and we've got some in Jitsi as well. Um, and I really enjoyed the older programs because there were fewer people that were on the program, and the conversations were more in depth on people uh, with participants that had like long histories and sometimes it gets a little challenging we've got new people coming in they're asking questions that have been answered a million times before but those questions still have value i mean the the only stupid question is the one that isn't asked because it's the only one that won't get an answer and have you uh, have you pulled one that had chris uh, on it yet Oh yeah, yeah. We've done a couple of couple okay. of Chris games. Okay. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. 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 Yeah. Everything, Roger. Um, and when people go into the summaries, they'll find a lot of data that they need that they're looking for, and they can review all the episodes. And there's also an option to do a playlist on Castbox, where you can separate them by IRS. You can separate them by Huh. Um, ch- children, you know, like you, whatever they're talking about, you can make a playlist and then go back and listen. Right. And then you get and, all these details, right. just take and, notes. And, you know, it's very hard for me to write those show descriptions because we talk about so damn many different issues. After the end of a show, right. I just can't remember how, what we talked about. And especially if I don't get a chance to upload the show till later, man, I'm at a real disadvantage. Okay. Just have to say, uploaded later. Can't remember what we talked about because <laughs> there right. is just a lot of different issues. You know, it's a challenge sometimes. That's why I like to do it immediately after the show because it's still fresh on my mind. You know. Another thing you could do, Roger, is just use one word for each topic. Um, if we cover something, yeah, well, just uh, one word. yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, um, do know. something like simple, a simple summary, and then. Well, uh, other words right underneath what we what may have yeah, to cover. Well, look, they, they can't get the information well, anywhere else. Do you got something to go by? If you if you want the information, you'll do what it takes to get it, folks. What you can yeah, probably exactly. do is do a simple summary of the program, and then. Uh, put in the keywords of the different topics that were a discussed. Keyword. That well, way, I if try, somebody I try. the archives for those yeah. keywords, then yeah. all of those shows will come on. Yeah, but I, I need to jump in here. For, I need to jump in here for just a moment. We'll jump in. Oh, well, please. The platforms we're on. Oh, um, I forgot. Gonna, gonna, see there? We haven't got, done two-hour shows in so long. I've forgotten how to open one up. We need Paul to tell us this myriad of different platforms currently that we're on, including Chicago. They're out of the bunker over there for the first hour, right? <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, they're, the po- they're poking, okay. they're poking their head okay. out, exposing themselves okay. to this information. Right, so white flag? Are they waving? Are they waving white flags? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking that they probably are. And you know, I mean, it's sometimes you know when you don't do something, you know, <laughs> and, 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 
your your um, procedures, your your regularity just kind of goes by the wayside. I mean, back, back uh, in my early radio days, they never wanted to give me a coffee break because it would it would take too long to retrain me afterwards. So. I mean, it happens. Uh, we're on 106.9 WBOU-FM in Chicago. That is the pulse of Chicago. Bet you didn't even know Chicago had a pulse. Yes, they do. It's WBOU-FM. We're also on <laughs> We're also on Eurofolkradio.com. <laughs> there's a line in there somewhere, but I'm going to leave it alone. Go ahead. <laughs> Okay. Uh, we're on uh, eurofolkradio.com, of course. We're also on radio.globalvoiceradio.net. We're on homenetwork.tv and freedomnation.tv. Six channels of video platforms, 24-7 video programming from WDRN Productions. Check out homenetwork.tv. It's, it's really fun. Story time and everything else. We're also on Go Live TV. Uh, that's part of the Stream Life Network. Network. Thank you, Stream Life. Much appreciated. Uh, the links to all of those are, well, at least two of those platforms and the free conference call links. So you can actually join us on the show. You can actually come on in and ask a question. Yeah. Um, that is on ExposeTheMatrix.com. Yeah. We use free conference call to connect people to the program, and it works beautifully. ExposeTheMatrix.com. Yeah, remember that guy yesterday after the show that said that uh, some of the numbers don't work? Uh, you know, there's a couple of websites out there that I've just kind of lost touch with the, with all of that. And some of that may be wrong back when we try, were trying to start our own network here. I couldn't find enough people that wanted to commit to do a radio show to have it eventually and quit worrying with it. And then the software screwed up at the server, and here we are over on EFR, and it works out fine and all that stuff. Anyway, he was saying that he tried a bunch of several different numbers. And said, well, you know, we, we don't want to make it easy to get on here. You know, we want, we well, want you to really no, it, have it, to struggle. How bad do you want the information? <laughs> There's, I mean, you've been at this. I mean, it's testament to the time that you've been doing this. You've been doing it for over three decades. And websites come and go. And sometimes web administrators and technical contacts go, come and go. The site may yeah. still be up, but there's nobody yeah. monitoring. There's nobody, yeah. there's nobody yeah. that well, can there's update little... the information. I mean, folks, listen, I couldn't get very few people to ever listen to what I had to say couple of you right but very few very few okay so keep all this in perspective and uh and then uh we were talking right before the show murka sent me an email said some students were complaining or making comments that the sample affidavit that's on the website was not downloadable well um i'm sorry okay I'm really sorry that you don't know how to highlight something off of the page and take it over to a Word document, uh, you know, to a Word processor. I'm sorry you don't know how to do that. And uh, how about, you know, uh, it, it frustrates me because I don't want you guys, I'm trying to explain all this to you, but I want you to have some damn skin in the game. Okay. Right. I can't just give you everything. All right. You want me to come up and lick the stamp for your envelope too, you know? 
I mean, come on. Yeah. You're getting the benefit if you just of, have, of over a hundred years of, of sacrifice and research and all that of three men. And I'm giving it to you because I don't want to charge people for it because I want to affect change. And the way you affect change is for people to have skin in the game. Okay, that's why we don't do it. That's why I don't have sample up there of your cover letters and all that stuff. I want you to I'm giving you everything. I'm not charging you anything. I want you to have some skin in the game. Okay, because we want to affect change here. This isn't a paper filing process. Yeah, they it's need to a learn learning, how to write it up. Reorienting, re-empowering process. And to for it to have those effects, you gotta have a little ass in the damn game, okay? People need to learn how to type up the documents so they can use them. I mean, you don't even need to type it. All you need to do is highlight it and hit copy and take it over to a word processor and hit paste. Yeah, but that's still easy, too. They should just type it up so they learn I mean, how to professionally put well, it together. Uh, anyway, so uh, please realize I'm giving you, you know, let's think about this. Has there any anybody can open this to the audience right here right now? Have you read anything in history about anybody that's ever gotten these bastards in the position we've gotten them in with absolute total proof as to the severity and the depth and origin of their misdeeds? Can you think of another example in history of anybody ever getting these guys in that position? I can't. None. Me neither. Never. Hey, brother. Okay. So do you see the importance of what we got here? Do you think it's worth putting a little bit of yourself into it? Okay, and I know I, I know most of you do, but I'm just saying for the for some of these new people, please realize what we're giving you here. Okay? But please try and understand what's gone into getting us to this point and that the fact that you need to put something in the game too, because we all want to affect change, I would like to right. think. Yes, Abram. Um, you know, having people do their own affidavit uh, is a filtering mechanism, really, because if you're not willing to write this down yourself or, like you said, copy and paste it or, or just type it up, you know, fresh, then the people that won't do that also won't, uh, won't know they won't how to study. defend themselves in court. Right. They, they won't, won't learn. No. They won't study. So, uh, they won't put any. There's always something going to be more important to them than sitting down and learning and understanding of what their freedom's about. And they're always going to defer to that. And that's what I'm trying to avoid as much as possible. Roger, right. when, once they receive the, once they type up their affidavit a couple of times, you know, uh, whatever, the notices and everything, you get the feeling of how easy it is or you, you have that that you absorb into yourself and you can do it over and over again later. You have to try it once or twice to get it right and then after that, it's not an issue. You figure it out. Yep. Abram? Raj? You learn to fish and then you can teach others to fish. Yeah. But, well, I mean, you know, you know that's the old Chinese. It doesn't get easier. That's 
That's the Chinese proverb. Give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Teach him to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. My experience is when you give a guy a fish one day, Abram, the next day he wants friggin' two, okay? That's the right. problem with the world and those that's type of people fish. right there. Okay? Yeah, sure was good, Raj. Got about two tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And, and make them a little bit bigger this time. Yeah, fatter. No, get, it, it, get the big ones. Don't leave those sardines over there for the seals. Bring us those big fat ones. Right. Well, well, there are rules of learning information, and one of the one of the best rules is multiple methods of input. You hear it, you see it, you write it, you speak it. Every time you're exposed to information in different ways, you learn it better. You get it down better. If you download an affidavit and you just change the names to protect the incident or the innocent and mail it off, you're not learning what's in there. You need to have command of every single word in that so you can recite it verbatim. If somebody and asks concepts. you. And, and it's just like I say, if somebody did that, what changes? Okay, if right. somebody downloads well, it, goes and gets it notarized, put it in the mail, goes on about their life, what changes? Nothing. Nothing. Right. Nothing. What I'm what I'm seeing, Roger, is that they, they print a affidavit with the lines on it and then they fill it in with the pen or a pencil. I'm like that is not well, professional. You need to take well, stop that, that. So it looks good. Stop that. You know. Uh, so I just want. I got that from Merca, and I, it hit me. I, I want to go. God, God, how much more can I give you? Okay. But believe me, if you keep giving give people stuff, they'll just keep taking and taking until you're all give out. Okay. And I don't want, I'm doing this and sacrificing what I sacrifice. I could have charged you guys for this somehow. Don't want to. Don't want to keep up with it. I don't care about my money. You need yours probably worse than I do. Need yours, okay? So uh, I, I want to affect change. And you can't affect change unless people absorb this information. And the more shortcuts you take, the less time you're going to put into spending with the concepts and the information and getting control of it and that's where our change is that's where the change is individually and that's where our change is for the positive collectively period no other options it ain't nowhere else that's where it is right but roger now on the other on the other hand we also have a lot of people that have joined us here on the show and as superstars like thora and other people oh, that yeah. have yeah. Uh, embraced the information and have yes. dug, and dug deep and they know this stuff backwards forwards left yeah. and right because they spent right. the time they uh, did that they owned it they took it they took uh, it upon themselves to own and, it and we and love what? those people well, it's great because Thora's been around here about, what, five weeks or so. And just the other day, in the last couple of days, she said, well, I haven't filed this affidavit yet, but we're ready to. Okay. So she's been absolutely living with this. Uh, most of her war at waking hours for weeks and weeks and weeks just to make sure it's, they're right. See? 
And yeah, yeah. You wait, every time you uncover and turn a rock over, the, the answer is there. We're right. We got these guys by the damn short hairs. Okay. Yeah. The, the problem is it's such a drastic change in your individual world and personal view that you just can't go from to like turning the light switch on and off from one side to the other with this. It takes a little while to process. It's so dramatically different. It's complex. There's new concepts and ideas you've never been exposed to before. All of that's got to kind of filter down and you get your arms around it. And that's the biggest drawback is right there is it takes a little bit of time to get you up to speed. With most people, and, and it's those it's those new concepts and ideas that become the litmus test for everything that you have ever experienced in your life. You get to think about, you know, what what actually was going on in that situation that you had ten years ago. Well, now you know because you know what's you know something you didn't know then. Right. It's like the planks that allow you to build upon a real solid future and a life of freedom. Here's one of them. Everything has to be voluntary. You didn't mm-hmm. know that before. You'd never thought about that before. You didn't have it to a point where you understood it enough to apply it before and walk away going, holy smokes, this is power. It's mine. It's not theirs. Right. Was that you trying to say something a second ago, sweetie? Yes, it was. I hear you all talking about me. <laughs> yes, we were. Um, <laughs> I um, I have something funny to tell you that I last night. Um, I mean, talk about embracing the information. I I had a dream, and it in my dream, you were talking about three de- definitions of the word person, and I woke up out of that dream, and I was like, wait, did I miss something? Because I only think there are two. Hold it, hold it. Thor, I knew you were spending a lot of time with me, but I didn't know we were sleeping together. (laughs) What can I say? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord, what it does, if this bites you, it gets to a point where you're like, wake up dreaming about it and stuff, okay? (laughs) I'm so confused. I was like, crap, did I miss what? With something, and it took me a minute when after I woke up to realize, like, okay, that was just a dream. Like, relax. Yeah. Uh, you know, Thor, you're such a wonderful example, especially for the newer people that are coming on board. How how much has this changed your life in five weeks? It's been about five weeks, right? Oh, uh, yeah. I think it was the beginning of November when I heard you um, on Dan's show. I think that was it. So, yeah. It's been less than two months, and, um, you know, I feel like a completely different person, and I, um, somebody was telling me on the show um, a few weeks ago that at some point I'm going to, like, see things differently here. You know, when people speak, I'm going to pick up on things that normally would just go right by me and i'm i'm doing that all the time now and i'm so happy yeah. 
And what's happened is you've gone in and parsed all these words, and you're living in the in the uh, reality of specificity, let's call it, where you get down to the nitpicking, hair-splitting definition you're applying to these words, and these people you're having conversations with don't have that ability. They're still in the generality phase. And when they use them in some context, you're very sensitive to them, aren't you? I sure am. And I, for Christmas, I asked my husband to get me. I said, I want you to find me a, um, a Black Law Dictionary 4th Edition Revised Dream Cover. <laughs> so I'm, I'm having a spare on Christmas morning, or I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> well, you know, and it's funny that you get into this and you start making comments like that, and you will find, because I'm sure Santa will probably bring you one, okay? Uh, and you'll, you're going to be very surprised. You'll go, well, how did I ever make it without having a law dictionary around before? <laughs> I know. Oh, it's funny. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Well, I like to, uh, I think you're such a sterling example of the information hitting the right person, you and Ed both, okay, uh, and, and coming forward and embracing this and attacking it and and chewing it one bite vociferously at a time. And, man, you walk away and you're just, uh, you're just totally changed within a very short amount of time, okay? And, you know, Thora, it's like uh, the example that I used to use with people is it's like uh, you go into your underwear drawer, right, and you get a, a pair of underwear and you put your hands on each side and you pull that sucker and stretch it just as far as you can, right, and you let go and it will never bounce back to the same size. And that's what we're doing with your mind. I've never done that. Yes. Yes, Abram. Uh, I was going to suggest if if she's interested in Black's Law uh, Dictionary, there is a downloadable one, I think, on archive.com. Uh, it's second edition, and it's searchable. So it's already been scanned, oh, okay, and you then. can put in keywords and there search. You go. And that's really useful because not only are you looking, you know, you can obviously find the word you're looking up in the dictionary, but when you search by keyword and go through all the different uh uh, entries that that reference that word, then you get a better understanding of where it's being used and, and so on. So you can find out a lot more about uh, what that word does operationally. Oh, good. Yeah. That's helpful. Yeah, I like to, I like to have a hard copy, but I can I understand that the utility of that search function for sure. So that's a good it, point. It may- it makes a big difference if you're really in that in those circumstances where you need that. You can't do that with a hard copy. So, yeah, it's good to have both or at least access to both. The other one, the early, generally, I think the earlier edition, the better. But some of them were particularly good. I, I thought it was the sixth was green. And you guys say the fourth. And I just don't remember. It's been so many years. But I thought the one I had was the sixth. It was green. Anything up to the seventh is good. That's where they started changing stuff. It seems more. Right. Okay. So just keep Roger, that in Roger. mind. Yes, Samuel. Yes. I was uh, speaking about 
noticing things differently. Um, when I was listening to the the Great Taking um, documentary, he brought up the term uh, self-help remedies. Well, I would have never yes. even heard that probably or understood what it meant without you. <laughs> right, right, right. I remember him saying that. Um well, that's the whole key to the whole thing, isn't it? That's what they're using. That's how to identify everything and instead of flopping around in these other areas and making yourself look kind of silly to people, kind of. So uh, let's see. Do we have any new folks on today that had a question? We've kind of dominated the first part of the show. Didn't want to marginalize any of you if you're sitting out there with a question. I had a few of those yesterday as after we were off the main show. But if any of you are there this morning, we'd love to hear from you. Hello. Hello. Hello, as they say here. Hello. Hola. You think they? Well, you'd think they'd say "Hola," wouldn't you, Mirka? But they say "Alo," mostly. Uh, yeah, some some do. So, "Alo." Uh, All right. Okay. Well, if that's not the case with any new folks with questions, where else can we go this morning? I was just watching a uh, before we went on the era X twenty two report with uh, Devin Nunes who I've always really liked, used to be head of the Intelligence Committee, now CEO of Truth Social, uh, Trump's uh, 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 social media deal. And I've seen him interviewed by Dave before, but this was a really good interview today. Um, and he's a sharp guy. I didn't know he's also a wine, heavy wine connoisseur and has been involved out in that area or out where you live, Samuel. He's not, uh, he's in the, the San Joaquin Valley. He's not in Napa, but evidently there's another, the second best place in California for growing grapes is over there in that valley. And what he's doing, he's had an idea for years that a certain Portugal variety of grapes would grow really well and become world-class that the characteristics of the grape that aren't fully being uh, fulfilled in Portugal uh, might if they grow it there. So they've been growing those grapes. I think the first vintage is out in bottle form now. So he was talking about that today and with my, you know, I never cared much about wines until I moved to Argentina square in the middle of wine country. And I got kind of interested in it because it's such a center for fine wines in the world down there. And, you know, learned a little bit about it. Anyway, that was very interesting this morning. So I uh, wanted to hey, comment Roger. on that. Yes, sir. Is that, uh, that's Wayne right there, isn't it? Yes, sir. How's it going? Hey, Wayne. Yeah. Hey, I just wanted to uh, just wanted to follow up on Samuel's comment for the uh, great taking. Um, gone through it a couple times, and that would point people to the key issue here, which is at the 37-minute mark. And there he says in, in 1933, when we had when everything started falling apart, we lost 9,000 normal banks, like your community banks, yes, and yes. state banks, and all that. And the Fed saved probably some of the major money center banks, I'm sure, like Chase and the rest of, of them. Course. But what uh, of he course. Said, yeah. What he said is very interesting is that 
people lost all their money that was in the banks at the time. So that's like that bail-in provision they have now. And uh, yep. But the mortgages, their home mortgages were not discounted or forgiven. So that's why so many houses went into foreclosure and all that. People had no money, but the bank still insisted on getting uh, the mortgages paid. So that's just, a, I think, a real good example of the kind of crap that's uh, maybe heading you, our way, too. And the other key you issue know what you, is counterparty risk. Yes. You know what you're talking about there is called an acceleration clause, Wayne. Used to be they were in every mortgage. I've heard real estate people tell me they're not in mortgages uh, anymore, but I find that very difficult to believe. And what that means is that they can call the mortgage due and payable at any point for any reason. Okay, and that's what they did back then that you're referring to. So they just say, "Oh, yeah, your mortgage is due and payable. You owe us. Uh, uh, let's see, Wayne, you owe us about a uh, hundred and something thousand dollars, or else we're going to come take the house, which you, we never loaned you money to purchase. We all did it through this fraudulent paper, commercial paper shuffle deal. But so what? Uh, piss off! You're out of luck. Sorry, guy." They're probably exactly. going to do that again. Exactly. And They're probably going the key to do issue that again. is yep. people have got to pound this in their head is that the issue of counterparty risk. Again, money in the bank, stocks, bonds, you know, again, once it's, if it's not in your possession, then uh, that most likely that asset is pledged eventually to the DTCC. All, their, all these kind of assets ultimately end up there under their control. And so that's the same thing as this thing, if this thing unravels, it'll be very quick and then you may not have access to uh, the funds you have there. So that just means only one alternative for everybody. Just consider, you know, the precious metal aspect where if it's in your possession, you at least have a chance to bargain, barter, whatever, whatever stuff you need down the road. It could be food, it could be transportation, you know, whatever. You at least have a fighting chance, whereas other people could be in very, you know, very bad shape. Well, there's another side to that, too, and not totally desirable, but it could be used and useful, is whatever the value is you've got in metals, that, that becomes 10% credit. So now you've got leverage for borrowing power if you want it. I try. I don't, I don't want to borrow anything from these creeps and get in their clutches. But, uh, but that is another way to look at that other side of that, too, of having those metals. And I think there's some states. Yeah. I think there's some states, but, including Texas and some others, like 14 or 15, that have made these precious metals, you know. You, you, they're like they're acceptable, you know, an acceptable way to uh, pay debts now and stuff like that. Legal so tender, they, to the yeah, kind of a legal tender deal. Texas has set up their own depository. Kyle Bass, who is your guy out of Dallas up there, that uh, the uh, heir to the Bass fortune. I guess they've been around for a while. Very influential. He's on the board of directors of the University of Texas. Uh, he uh, got the University of Texas Endowment Fund to buy how, how much? Five hundred million dollars worth of gold. Oh, it's a bunch, yeah. Well, that I mean, was, was a drop a in the bucket. That's a drop. That's a that's a drop in the bucket for their endowment fund. Okay, but five hundred million dollars worth of gold. What were you going to say, Wayne? No, I was just saying. I mean, that guy was really prescient in what he saw coming, and uh, 
and his family, I'm sure, is uh, you know definitely uh, in the forefront of what's going on. Another interesting uh, point that I remember from an interview a few months ago was hearing uh, Bill Holter talk about uh, he's very close to Trump and his family too. So uh, again, I, I feel like probably oh, there's some decisions made in that family. What's that? Bass is just Bass is tight with the Trumps. Uh, no, uh, Bill, you know Bill Holter, you know the guy who uh, does a lot of these videos right. talking yes. about counterparty yes. risk all the time. You know, he's really right. he's made right. some very big sales. I don't know if it's directly Trump, but he did one for like twenty five million. You know, one at one point. Oh yeah, silver. So he had he had two. It was two women. I remember him talking to Andy Sheckman because he works with Sheckman, right? And exactly. all of a sudden, those those wire transfers showed up in his escrow account. <laughs> what? How much was it? Fifty fifty million dollars. Yeah, I think it was a good day for Bill. He had two of those. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You apply a couple of percentage points of your premium to that, and you. Uh, well, you want to move to Costa Rica or something? He did. You know that, uh, Wayne. He moved to Costa Rica and hated it and moved back. Uh, I don't have any connection with Bill, but I was like, "Well, you just didn't come far south enough, Bill. <laughs> if you'd have come down to Ecuador, you'd <laughs> liked it." Okay. Um, the other thing I was going to mention for the audience, and you can go look this up. It's funny, John Casera, you know, Mr. Insurance guy for 40 years, right? And when I brought this up on the air, he'd never heard of it before. You can go look it up. This was about 20 years ago, maybe a little less Northwest mutual life insurance company. They've been around since the 1850s or sixties or something, 150 years. For the first time in their whole existence, bought five hundred million dollars worth of gold. Now, you, now get the gravity and the gravitas of that. An insurance company that's been around for over a hundred years bought gold for the first time as insurance. There you go, smartest guys in the room. You know. Okay, that was fifteen years ago, more, folks. Yes, Brent. Hey, buddy. I wanted to pile on uh, with what Wayne was talking about in the great taking. Um, they said even if you paid for your car in cash, didn't have yes, a loan right. or anything, they can come and take it because Correct. of the dealer having it on the books. And something in the contract, even though you own it, it's paid for, you're driving it, he's still got a hook in it and a liability to it through the way that they do something so that he can take the dealership and leverage it and go borrow money from somebody. And if that goes belly up, they can come get your car, even though it's paid for. Hello? Hello? BS. Roger, may I add something about gold and silver in 17 sure. or 18 states being used as legal tender? doesn't require yes. anyone to accept it. No. So if people well, think that they may pay off their mortgage with their gold that goes sky high, the banker doesn't have to accept it. 
No, the only people that have to accept it are the state for taxation purposes. And in most state constitutions, gold and silver are the only thing you can pay taxes with. That's what Tupper Saucy's first book, Miracle on Main Street, was all about. Roger, let me tell you my experience with the tax, the uh, property taxes here in Arkansas. I I took my gold coin down there to pay. They would not accept it. Yeah. So. Raj, um, I wanted to tell Paul we got disconnected on PPN. Why would you want? Why would you want to give it to him in the first place? What now, Merka? No, Roger. It wasn't that I wanted to give it to him. It was like a test. You want to just, just test like the guy it? going okay. through Taco Bell. Gotcha. Gotcha. What, Merka? What about Paul? Paul? Would Paul forget to do again? We we got disconnected in PPN two. <laughs> Paul, is Paul even there? Is he fumbling with it? Well, Roger. we can still talk. So there's a Daryl. There's a Daryl. E.F. Hutton has arrived. You better, you better be quiet and listen. Hey, Daryl. <laughs> well, thanks. Uh, so, uh, how many people here remember uh, back after 2008, and there was all these. Uh, these foreclosures on all these homes. Oh yeah. After 2008, and and <clears throat> the the mechanics of how that was accomplished was they were doing it electronically. It was it was a almost an automatic process. It was almost completely out of the hands of any, you know. Uh, Humans, actually, shuffling paper around. It was, it was uh, the uh, electronic mortgage scam, and and what facilitated that? What facilitated that was Seed Corporation and the DTCC made that possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> you know, we lend it, We live in the land of amnesia. And uh, <clears throat> I was a little surprised that in the great taking that that fellow didn't actually bring that up, the mortgage frauds, uh, foreclosures, and uh, right. how many, how many just literally tens and tens and tens of thousands of people uh, who had uh, got into these uh, these loans. You, you remember? Remember, uh, countrywide, they were on. Oh yeah, back in that back in the day, they were they were on the and, TV about every you know and, every five minutes. And and you know. Ditech, Ditech. Oh, damn! We lost yeah. another one to Ditech. I knew. Right. See, at that point in 2000, I had moved back to Florida after in 03, and I was there for five years. And as they blew that bubble, okay, up to 08, and man, I'd see those commercials. Just you know, there'd be one or two of them in every commercial break for a mortgage thing, and they're all different. I said, "Boy, sure. you're blowing the bubble." Wham! 08, boom, gone. That was the greatest so, heist of the middle class. You know what you could have done, what, what most people don't realize is, one, is 
make sure that when you go to the closing with the title company, you uh, you ask them to put the keys on the table. As soon as you sign the promissory note, you take the keys and you leave. You do not sign the mortgage note. You just paid for the mortgage. There is no mortgage. You know, that's all just uh, a fraud. And I have done that three times. They, you know, they're saying, Miss Kissel, Miss Kissel, wait, wait, you haven't signed the paperwork. I said, I just gave you the promissory note. I just paid for it. And I have never lost a house by doing that. And I have never had a mortgage on my house. Well, you didn't just pay for it. You just promised to pay for it. No, the promissory note is deposited, Roger. It's deposited. I understand. And, but, and but you take the I'm, money because the bank doesn't no. have money to lend you. I understand that. The but bank, if you'd have paid for them, you'd have. God, you, you took, if you'd have paid it, you'd have given them the whole purchase price. You got, gave them a promissory note that you're going to pay in payments. That's not the same as paying it. No, no, the promissory note does not say you're paying in payments. No, read the promissory note. I, the promissory note I promise to pay. I promise to pay. to pay. Okay. Well, yeah, and when you sign it, with your signature, you're paying. With your signature, you're paying. No. Plus, if you look no. at mortgage documents, the very no, you're first not line is for a loan I have received. Did they give you a loan? No, they didn't give you a loan. You, Where's the loan? You didn't receive okay. it. I, I, all right, listen, I'm going to go back to Daryl. You jumped in here. You've hijacked the conversation again. You're wrong. You didn't pay for the house. You promised to pay so many payments of so much principal and so much interest. That's not payment. That's promise to pay. You come in here with your cockeyed ideas that aren't right and try and belligerently shove them on us, and you're incorrect in a lot of these things, like living in a federal zone that we went through a while back. So please, okay, Cheryl? Daryl, do you remember where you got hijacked? Uh, let me see. Uh, okay, so anyway... Uh, I just I just used the uh, that as an example of how uh, during the administration of George Bush, the stupid, the young one, I call him the Bush, the uh, the moron, the dumb one. He uh, he set it up. He set up and promoted it, marketed it. If you remember, people went for it. Uh, of course, he was buddies with Enron too, right? And uh, Anderson Accounting firm. firm. And you know, I'm br I'm bringing up ancient history now, but this was this is how bipartisanship works. People don't realize it. Uh, you you do have an enemy, and uh, it is destroying uh, this this culture and society and the rule of law and what is destroying our country is the government and, and both sides of it. So Bush sets it up, 
Obama slam dunks it and then covers up uh, covers up the uh, the hijacking with the tarp now uh, with with the tarp program why do you you know I don't know how many farmers we got here but there's other people that use these things how many people have ever used tarp a tarp <laughs> you know you cover up your boat you cover up your car you cover you cover something up and that's what tarp was your high toxic acid <laughs> I got it. And when when they first came out with the, with the tarp program, I go, well, that's what you use to cover things up with, isn't it? A tarp. And yep. uh, I don't know, a little little uh, farm boy humor there. Well, I can tell you, I can tell you and, a personal story about that. The radio station that I worked at in Panama City's WDLP, the call letters, a little AM five ninety on the dial, so real low dial position, which is very desirable. Uh, and it was uh-huh. uh, wasn't a day timer; it didn't go off. It, it, but that, that when I got into radio, they had never been on from midnight to six, and they were going on midnight to six for the first time. They used to sign off, and that's how I got into radio. Was that position that change right there? Okay, so years later, yeah. I run into a fellow that I used to work with there. Those interestingly enough was my his parents were my mother's when she grew up their neighbors they lived up the street okay so families known each other for coon's age and uh so ad and i this is his name we start talking well he owns his station now him him and another guy bought it okay and so here's what happened Uh, this goes back to silverado Daryl, which you remember is Bush. The Bushes were involved in Silverado. That was one of these TARP programs, okay? So that loan was involved in a savings and loan that went under. And so that happened. They put everything into this uh, one of these programs out there. I think it was in Dallas. And so for the first few months, they sent a payment in, right? on whatever the payment was they've been paying. And so they send the payment in, and they never got a response. And so the guy sends a letter, and he said, okay, this is the last payment that I'm sending when I don't have a payment book. Oh, they said the rep, the guy came and talked to him, came all the way to Panama City, sat down with him, this, that, and the other. We need a coupon book. Yeah, we'll send you one. So he goes back to Dallas. They keep payments. They put this letter and say, we're, I, until I get a payment book, I'm not sending another payment. So they didn't send another payment. Daryl, they've never friggin' heard from them, ever. They got a free radio station. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, the, the bizarre story is just, uh, just the beat goes on. And uh, so uh, the... Uh, the point of this was uh, just moving forward from this was uh, this was the period after 2008 up through the they had to reblow the bubble, uh, which is still being blown right now. Uh, the bubble is still being blown, and um, C Corporation and the DTC are a, a major part of that now. You know, we could take this conversation in any number of directions, but I, 
I tend to like the the bigger stories, the bigger pictures. And so if we go to who owns the Depository Trust and Clearing Corporation? Who is that? And uh, just a little, just the tiniest, tiniest bit of effort. I mean, the s simplest, littlest bit of effort, uh, which was left out of that video, The Great Taking. Well, okay, they're talking about the DTCC and C Corporation, but I think, you know, I mean, I, I promoted that video, but I... I, I have to note that they didn't really define some things in there. And let's let's go back to the beginning here. Uh, DTCC, uh, and this you can find this on a simple search engine, in, in 2013 was bought back from Thomson Reuters. Uh, they, Thomson Reuters' interest in the firm was bought back. Thomson Reuters? Well, where have I heard this before? Oh, that's – what is a what is a uh, – uh, a news, a news uh, aggregator and and propagator, doing owning trust and securities. Reuters. They they own a big chunk of the DTCC. Yeah. Well, who owns Reuters? Uh, uh, Merchants of the Earth do. Rothschild. Uh, they they owned Reuters all the way back in the 1800s. Yep. Uh, so when, if I when their interest. Okay. Yes. Is that Thora? Who is that? Who's the female? Who is it? Please. I just wanted to ask a question before you close the hour, if when you're finished. Okay. We'll, we'll still we be have, on we have another an hour here. We have another hour unless you're in Chicago. So, but go ahead and ask your question. Well, I didn't want to interrupt, interrupt his flow. I didn't want to interrupt, but I did have a question. I have to get out the door. So, if I may. Okay, ask well, let's deal there. with you. Okay, well, if you got to leave, let's deal with you. Well, Daryl can memory peg where he was, I think. Yeah. What was your question, ma'am? Okay, well, I drafted up a letter for the IRS because the, um, you know, I just want to get things taken care of, and the bank closed my account. I had 5000 safeguarded, and then they closed my account because I didn't get there before 4 o'clock. And so I just want to kind of, because I know that I should have some direct deposit of a lot of money put in there, but they closed my account, so I'm not even allowed to even touch that account anymore. So i just like to kind of, like, at least save my property. So I was writing the letter to the IRS, and I just want to know if this was okay. So I did the cover Whoa. letter, and then there's another Whoa. letter that goes with ho, that. Ho, 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 You just hit <laughs> us with a 50 caliber Gatling gun. We have no background and nothing else. And we're going to need a minute to get off.
off of WBOU in Chicago, and then we can d- dig into like the 50 caliber Gatling gun. Uh, that's it for the first hour of this program on 106.9 WBOU FM Chicago. Uh, if you want to follow us into the second hour, go to exposedthematrix.com. You can find the links there. You can join us on free conference call, the FCC link. That doesn't stand for Federal Communications Commission. No, it doesn't. It's free conference call. Um, or you can catch the stream on eurofolkradio.com or radio.globalvoiceradio.net. You can also tune it up on homenetwork.tv or freedomnation.tv. You pick it. Follow us into the second hour. Thank you, Raj. All righty. Now let's go back to, let's start back at the beginning. Who am I speaking with first? This is Michigan. Michigan? Okay. Michigan, we haven't spoken before, have we? Yes, we have. Why have we? Well, I don't remember it, so I'm sorry. My my no. fault. I'm old, okay? So what what situation are you in with the IRS that involves something about notification of an account that's been closed, a direct deposit that's coming, and something about you retaining ownership of your house? You gave us all that in about less than 30 seconds, I think. So we need a little more information and background, okay? Roger. Another thing, Michigan's yes. new, so we have not talked to her. And um, is she here to learn about national status, or is she here to ask about IRS? Questions? I don't. We don't. We don't know. We don't know any of that. That's what I'm trying to get to, Marka. So, Michigan, what? Uh, <laughs> I mean, you you kind of overwhelmed me there. Okay, give me some background. Have you? Are you new with us? Do you know what we do here, et cetera, et cetera, please? I have some resources that have steered me towards your uh, website, and I did research there. And so I made the notice and the lawful legal notice not to be construed as a filing. And I right. put in everything that I thought would be correct for the cover when, letter, but then I added. All right. Oh, okay. Hold on. Ho, ho, ho. Well, did you just do that? Is that recent? Is this an IRS problem that's been going on for a while? I mean, I, I need some background. Right. It doesn't even sound like she did her affidavit either, Roger. Did you send it to the Secretary of State? Did you do? You say you noticed IRS. Yes, ma'am. I added this sentence. National evidence okay, has what, been permanently placed oh, in my file. Okay, let, let me get, let, let me start again. What kind of problems do you have with the IRS, and when did they start? I don't want to contribute to their fund anymore, so I wanted to pull out of it, and so that was okay. um, the cover letter. What you have here okay. from your website. Yes, ma'am. And then I okay. put a footnote at the bottom where they can find the evidence where I've put the um, administrative records department. So at, that's at the bottom. Is okay. that okay? Well, all you to need to tell to the them. All you need to tell them is it's in the possession of the Secretary of State of the United States. That's all they need to know. Okay? In the possession. Okay. Yes. All and right. Then, the, or his um, delegate, if, if you, 
if you, you want to send, or you're talking about Secretary of State or to the IRS. See, Michigan, you kind of thrown us in the middle of this with no background. Do you not? Did you not have an IRS problem when you did this? I haven't contributed for five years, but I do believe there's money to come back to me. Okay, well, you. I'm not sure about that. This we, that's this isn't our specialty is IRS, okay? But I need to know some of the facts about it. You haven't filed in five years. They're not coming after you for failure to file, right? Correct. Okay. You're just. You could don't quit your day job. Um, okay, let's see if we can get back to Michigan here. We ought to be on pretty safe ground. What is this about closing? What's this about closing your bank account? Okay, well, before we leave this part right here about the IRS, so I gave the cover letter to you. I just told you the cover letter. Okay, okay, you sent that. You you sent that to IRS. You sent it to Secretary of State, and now you've sent notice to the IRS. Is that correct? No, I've typed uh, all of these letters, and nothing is uh, sent until I find the okay. right place to send them to. And is there uh-huh. supposed to be a letter alongside of that cover letter? No, there's a, there's an affidavit and a cover letter. You do one to the Secretary of State. I believe the address is on the website under a file called How to File a National Affidavit. Okay? And I believe the address for the Secretary of State, something C Street, is there. You can just send it there to the IRS. Uh, I'm not sure if the address is in there, but it's whatever the main IRS address is in Washington, D.C. You can send it to the commissioner, and you're just going to want to send him a copy of what you sent to the secretary and tell him it's in in the receipt of the Secretary of State of the United States or his delegate. If you want to get really fancy, you can throw that in there, okay? But once you do that, that should be enough. Now, in a sense, I'm glad you brought all this up today because I did hear a rumor on something I've been listening to the last day or two that they're about to really ramp up IRS. And you can bet with all this money that the Biden administration has put out and all the bonds and the bond debacle right now and and, and all these things going south on them, that they're going to turn up these screws on people that they can sick that bunch on. So it's a good time if certainly to talk to people when you're talking about what we do, that and the draft, because they're fixing to kick that in too. Those are two things you can absolutely help I want to send along with this letter uh, self-addressed stamped envelopes so they can return what they owe me. No, no. <laughs> Does she have an affidavit in? I don't think this is going to help her. What did, did you, you didn't go to naive.com, did you, to get here? No, I did not. No, if I know that they're holding money from me, I think I want to you know, at least help them out and just 
give them the envelope and they can just well, you pop haven't, it in there. You, you haven't filed in five years. Are you saying you want the money that you would have got back if you were like a Title Eight housing or something? Is that what you want back and you, them to send you? I'm definitely not a Title Eight. Okay. I'm just a, with that type of a refund of they owe me money. I didn't have to owe them anything. It, it, if, you, if you want to do that, you got to go file to get it. And so back to the, um, the bank when I went there and I tried to make deposits of wow. $1 and they were closed and I set aside $5,000. So to protect my money, and they nickel and dime me in fees because I couldn't get there before four o'clock. So they closed my account Roger. and put a red flag on me. Am I so the? I am I the only? Am I the only one that isn't following the bouncing ball here? Am I out in left field, or right. is this kind of exactly. a little off? Or is she marching to a different drummer? Yep, she is. Um, I think okay. that she needs to learn about Michigan. national status. First. I don't. I, I am a national. Well, <laughs> well, how'd you, uh, who'd you, uh, who'd you study under? Where'd but if I've been all? in that banking system for thirty years plus, I need to extract that money out of there before they well, use any more of it. Wait, plus. Well, it might be, but we don't cover that stuff around here. I don't teach all that. I help people get free of the federal system and navigate that. So we don't really deal with what you're talking about. I don't know who told you that we did, but if someone told you that this was a source for answers to what you're talking about, you were misinformed. Yes, Daryl. I, w I would say that she's entered a cul-de-sac and that she needs to drive out the other way she came in. <laughs> Another Darylism. Uh, Michigan, I don't yeah. think we can help you with anything, sweetheart, okay? Uh, you just stumbled into us? Well, tell us what all about, well, tell us what you did to become a national. Who did you study under? Who did you follow? Where have you been to this point? Republic Broadcasting and Lustica and The Matrix. So I think I did everything that um, I put it all together. It seemed like I wasn't in too much or I trouble. I don't want to be... Well, I don't want to be rude to you. I want to help you if I can, but you're bringing stuff that's totally out of left field here for us. I thought are you, you Dave's wife? Problem. Sorry, Roger. Are you Dave's wife? I'm a woman on the land. I suck the same okay. air and water as everybody okay. else. I'm not in All war right. with anybody. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I don't think we can help you, Michigan. So the best thing you may want to do is just sit back and listen to what we talk about because we don't teach anything about a live or a woman or a man being on the land. That's all kind of other people's stuff. Here you're either a slave or you're free. In other words, you're a live woman on the land. 
were you dead before you filed the affidavit? I, I mean, so just hang back if you're new with us and and absorb some stuff. Maybe it can help help clarify things for you. Okay, Roger, may I? Yeah. I, I have a series oh, yes. of very simple questions. I have Michigan. Do you have an affidavit on file with the Secretary of State stating that you are a national and not a citizen of the United States, yes or no? Do you have yeah, an affidavit? I think she said she had them typed out, Paul. Do you have one on file with the Secretary of State right now, this moment? Wow. <laughs> Yes, it is. It is on file with the, with the Secretary of State. Okay, good. Now, did you send any notice or any information to the bank prior to them closing your account? Yes. Okay. So what you did was you sent a notice that you are no longer a citizen and you are you are a national to a bank and that was probably an interest bearing account and that is why they closed it because they cannot pay you interest because they cannot report on you to the IRS. So that is why they closed the account. Now, it wasn't supposed to be an interest bearing account. They changed it on me. Okay, but, <clears throat> all right, well, they're the ones that make the rules. They're the ones that have the bank, and they're the ones that keep the lights on and lock matter. and unlock the it door. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether it's interest-bearing or not. If you've got the affidavit on file with the Secretary of State and you've notified the IRS, it's non-taxable anyway. It doesn't matter. Right, but the bank doesn't know that, and they don't understand that. That's oh. their problem. Well, we, we never tell people to send a notice to the bank. What do they need to know for? Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, all right. Can you hang around for the after show? Because we got to dig in. We got to dig in deeper yeah, get, into all of that. You, you dig. You dig in with the folks after the show's over, uh, Michigan. Maybe they can help you out. I just say it sounds like you're real new, and I would just say listen and learn and get your arms around you because you had no business sending. What what'd you send them notice to? If you haven't sent it into the Secretary of State and the IRS uh, yet, what'd you, what'd you send the bank notice for? And what'd you send them notice of? See, it doesn't make any sense. And I don't want to waste any more of the show when I'm here today on all this stuff. You can deal with the other folks after the program is, uh, is over. Is that okay? Because it's Thank going to have to be. Time. All right. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. And I'm not trying to be ugly or anything. I just think you have just stumbled in here and don't really understand what we do and why. Uh, so where else can we go, please, today? We can go back to Daryl. Okay, Daryl. Do you have any idea of where you are? I think he hey, Roger, I, I have something to share if you have time. Here, oh, uh, what now? Okay, hold on. Yes, ma'am, it's Cheryl again? It's Ruth. Oh, Ruth, out in, you're out in Utah, right? Yes. Hi, Ruth. 
Hey, I just wanted to share my experience with uh, getting our passports, if you got a minute. All right. Please, we'd love to hear it. All right. Um, and you can tell me if it's ever happened for anybody else before or not. But we All right. uh, sent in our affidavits on November 7th, and Secretary of State received them on November 21st. And then we went and got our passports on oh, November twenty fourth. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You sent it on the seventh, and he received it on the twenty first. We we sent it registered mail, so it took longer. We oh. were just being extra careful there, whatever. Please, um, all right, hold so, it. Let's stop. I'm gonna go over it again for I don't even know how many times. You do not need to send these registered mail registered mail and the reason it took all that 14 days instead of three was because everybody that touched that package had to sign for it and when it was in yes, a post office all right well i'm just making sure this for I, the audience Ruth, okay because okay? i'm like for, I, I knew what i was doing and i knew it was unnecessary i knew you've told us that i just figured okay. it wasn't I mean, something that it's mattered or hurt so. it's it's considered received when you put it in the post office stayed with a stamp on it so you just don't need to do that you can send it certified if that helps you sleep better at night and you want the green card back and you can check it online if you don't get the green card back but that's just an example i'm glad you brought it up i'm not fussing at you if you did it intentionally and wanted to do it that way consider it that important which i guess really it is then that's fantastic so you sent it on the 7th they yeah. received it two weeks later yeah, we sent it on ninth. They got November twenty first. So, like I said, I knew we didn't need to send it that way. We just did. We figured it didn't really matter, yep. so we figured we did. Right. Um, right. So we went and got our passports, applied for them on November twenty fourth. That's when we went into the right. post office, filled out the application, yes, did all that, and they uh -huh. sent it off. And we received our passports in the mail on December eighth, two weeks cool. later. Exactly two weeks. Well, we have I guess all that ten goes, of our passports. That's pretty impressive, and I guess it goes to the comment that was made at the start of the show, where they made a public comment that the passport division is back up to pre-COVID uh, 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 way of doing things, and I guess that's a perfect example of it right there. Yeah, I just never heard of them getting it that fast. We tried applying for my daughter earlier, and it took forever. So. I don't know if it means Fantastic. anything, but it seemed like maybe a, maybe those national passports are so hot they can't get them out of their hands fast enough. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> okay, Ruth. Well, thanks for that story and good news and congratulations on you and your uh, sizable family's freedom. Thank now, you. have you gone? Have you thought about taking the uh, under 16 uh, year old ones uh, and getting Utah State issued IDs for them using the affidavit also? Yes, I have not done it, but I've thought about it. It's there. It just haven't decided whether we needed to because we got the passports kind of yeah. as IDs, so I right. didn't know if it really mattered. Well, I don't know that it matters, but it would in this respect is that's directly in Utah's database on you. 
and the others okay. in the U.S.'s database. So it used to only be four dollars. Uh, it probably, I'm sure, it's more than that now. But uh, still, it seems like it might be something worth having. I'll let you be the judge. Okay. Okay, I'll look into it. Thanks. All righty. Thanks, Ruth. Who else has got some good things to report? I thought there's somebody's got something to say. Hello. I have a question, Roger. Okay. This is David. Yes. Hey, David. So I, oh, I hey, just David. heard her say oh, she she sent thing. out the. I got your thing this morning. It's very very good. I was going to talk about it. Go ahead. Um. So she 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 mentions okay. So we're supposed to send the affidavit, cover letter, and the and a filled out. In my case, I would have to reapply for a passport. Send all those three to the Secretary of State, and then go fill out a passport again. At the no, 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 no. You, you first of all, you said do your passport again. This is David from Friday night. Gotcha. Right. Oh, you've got an existing passport already. It's just expired, but it wasn't yeah. expired fifteen years. So you no. go get a DS eighty two. That's okay. renewal, and you include your expired passport and the affidavit in with that package you in an 82 do not have to have a copy of your birth certificate they will not ask you the questions were your parents citizens of the united states and you do not have to interact with an authorized agent from the post office you can just flat drop in the mail to them okay okay the instructions are now at the top of that form i believe of a DS-82, that's what you want, all right? Okay. All right. Anything else, David? Oh, no, thank you. All right, you're welcome. Roger. Um, yes, ma'am. It's Thora again. Thora. Um, I have a question because we, we discovered that we have to um, use a DS-11 because our we've got really old passports. But, um, right. And I did... I've asked a couple of people this, but I wanted to run it by you. So we have to go in front of a, an authorized agent um, to to do the oath. So correct, but nothing really changes, right? You so I will say the oath in front of the person, but then we still just attach the affidavit you, and that. No, that. no, all they all they want you to do is sign it. And here's the deal. Uh, and we had this happen. Here's the Ken, our buddy Ken that lives out in West Texas, out in the middle of Nowheresville out there. And they didn't have an authorized agent at the post office. So it says in the instructions, if that's the case, you don't have one, you have to go in front of a judge and sign it. Okay. And so he went to the courthouse and the clerk, he signed it in front of the clerk, and then they would not let him send it off. They sent it off. And what's interesting is he's at a, at a gun store waiting to buy some ammunition and talking with a guy. They're both waiting. And the guy he's talking to turns out to be the judge. And he goes, oh, yeah, I remember that incident, you know. And supposedly he wanted to learn more about what we do. And we, I guess Ken's never been able to get back up with him, but that really happened out there. So, but, so they sent it off 
But did, did they send it with his affidavit? Yes. The clerk? Or, oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's just like, you see, here's, this is very, you know, and it's very interesting because yeah, I've thought about this a lot. Why do they make this first one so strenuous? You don't have to do that in 82 or renewal. Why is it? Well, first of all, yeah, it's a document that's purporting you and presenting you potentially to foreign nations. And to do so, it's, it's got to be, if it's correct and, and done right, it's got to represent your correct legal personality to those nations, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. So... That's why they hid this whole scheme with the Secretary of State because of this presumption right here. They can hide the presumption right under here. And so anybody that gets uh, and applies for a passport, this is the one time they've got to tell you you've got a choice. They've got to tell you in that document that you can opt out of this. And so they hide it as well as possible, and they put you under these hurdles, which otherwise you'd never have to even think about objecting to or having to go through again. Okay? So it's got some real importance to it, and it's the first time you're being issued one of these, and you're probably going to get it issued under this presumed federal citizenship. But they have to tell you you can get out. And that's what I found, that nobody else has ever found because they didn't know what they were looking for. The only reason I saw it is because I was, had been looking for it for years. And all of a sudden, it all just came together in that DS-11. And here we are. Hey, Roger. Question on that. Yes. Yes. Hey, this is Jack in Colorado. Is the background noise too loud, or so I can pull nah, over? No, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Go okay, ahead. Hey. So I, I, I sent in my affidavit a few days ago, and then I followed up a few days later and notified the IRS. And I'm actually yes. driving right now to go submit my uh, revocation of election, not to get three years' worth of money back, just to put it in place so that when I do my 1040 NR in a few months, I can maybe get all the taxes back that I paid this year. The question right. about the passport. Okay. I was going to do, I have one, I found mine, it's expired two years ago, and I was going to go in and submit oh. it for a brand new one, specifically because of the questions about your parents thinking that uh -uh. I needed to indicate no, that they are not citizens. Uh-uh, no, it doesn't. No, you, you go ahead and do a DS-82 on the renewal, but you see, here's, that's not the important part of they ask you if your parents were citizens or not. The important part is <coughs> the get-out-of-jail-free statement is in both the 11 and the 82. Warning, you can attach documentation including affidavits. That's in both forms. So if it, if it why did they put it in both forms, Jack? The original and the renewal. Well, I guess, I guess to allow for updates of your status. Because it's the feudal system, and you could volunteer out at any time. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. I, I guess I was thinking that if on that uh, there's that website with that um, whiskey, you know, steel guy that kind of walks you through how to fill out a 
an application for um, oh for passport and <laughs> copper moonshine. Copper moonshine. Yeah, he specifically <laughs> says, yeah, he says say no. I know, and 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 see, I disagree with him vehemently on that because you're lying. If they weren't, you're lying on there, and I suggest you never lie on any kind of government document. Yeah, okay. Okay. They they haven't come back on anybody, to my knowledge, but I vehemently disagree with him teaching people and telling people to do that because, in essence, he's telling you to lie on those applications. And they do take passport fraud damn seriously, man. Damned seriously. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, that's good that I can probably mail it in. I have an interesting story. I called the passport office a week ago just to see about making an appointment just wondering how far out they might be and the guy picked up the phone and said um i said hey i want to make an appointment to come in uh to get a new passport and he said he asked me if i already had one and i said yeah but it's expired and then he said um he's like all right well we can get you in and then i said yeah i want to update my status as a as a national he said oh he said hold on I got to read you something. And he went away and he came back and he started reading me this thing. He said, if you're a U.S. citizen, you are a national and you do not need to get a new passport. And I said, well, I just want to submit this and mine's expired. So I just want to update it. And then he said, you specifically cannot get a new passport as a national if you already have a passport. So you don't need to come in and apply for that. He's wrong. He's wrong. Yeah, I know. He's missed. He's misinterpreted something. Okay, well, you don't need an appointment. Well, you're going to do a renewal, so you don't need it anyway. Include the affidavit in the process. You want that. If it's not included in, the presumption reverts back that you're a federal citizen. If you don't expressly volunteer out, the presumption always reverts back to you being a slave. Yeah, and I asked him, you know, he said he's not going to give me an appointment because they're only taking appointments for people that are traveling. Well, you don't know. Well, you don't. You don't need one. You don't need one. You got one expired. Just do an eighty-two. I know now. I just thought it was interesting that he had to read me a document when I mentioned uh, the listen, national. So well, see, you know what does he know? He's at the post office. I mean, he's an authorized agent, but it's the damn passport division that this is, is going to pay attention to this and react to it. He's basically a clerk. Jeez, just well, you don't need to talk to those guys. You wouldn't believe. We've gone to the, we've gotten people like, it was at Princess in California out there or wherever, and the clerk said she couldn't include the affidavit. She got the supervisor, and the supervisor said she couldn't include the affidavit, and that's just wrong. Yeah, all of them are doing, they're having, we're having resistance from the people at the post office because they're, they're being told not to put the extra paperwork in it, in the application. It's in the friggin' expressly in the instructions on the application document. They can't override that. Okay, so you might have to fight with them if it's that case. Go go find another damn post office to deal with and find somebody that's sane that knows what they're talking about. 
Well, this was the 800 number to the U.S. passport office, interestingly enough. But no, I think I'm good. I'm just oh. going to do the mail-in thing. One, other, one yeah. other quick question about the 13th Amendment while I got you. Okay. I noticed on the 13th Amendment, which was before, I believe, U.S. was a corporation, they were still using capital U and capital S under United States. And yeah, I, I don't have any problem with it. Well, I think I think people are all anal about this stuff and carry it way too far. And uh, uh, the, but remember, it was just for the states. Thirteenth Amendment was just for the states. There was no federal citizenship for another six months. Okay, so there's your violence. There. Yeah. So it also says there. Okay. So uh, I, I think people put put way too much uh, emphasis on. I think people major on the minors in these areas. You know, until you get our big picture here. Yeah. Otherwise, you're because here's the thing. What what did I? Here's not the question, Jack. What did I do that obligated me to the jurisdiction where these guys have power over me? So your whole line, what did I sign? Was it Social Security? Is it this? Is it a driver's license? My name's in all capital letters. Yeah, what, what is it out of those? This ain't none of them. You were assigned this at birth. And none of those, even if they were actionable type things, would override whatever paperwork you have in possession of the secretary. That's what matters, Period. Period. Don't well, major on you, the minors. That brings you to another, for another question about residency, then. So I looked at my driver's license. It expires in two years. So as it stands now, I guess I can still use it for two years because I said I was a resident before I submitted my yeah. affidavit. But yeah. what happens in two years? Do I not want to go get one? I don't know. You're going to have to make well, that decision. I, I don't know what answer. So, <laughs> some people like Daryl here just drive on their passport card. So it, it, well, I got no canned answers for a lot of those things. Go ahead, Daryl. Well, give him your two question. cents here. Yeah. Daryl's answer. You're gonna. You're not going to be driving. You're going to be traveling, and then you're going to have to comprehend how to uh, manage that. So you, first thing you got to do use the correct terminology and if if you are in a commercial if you are operating commercially then you will need a driver's license so uh, you know I well, does that make me if I if I do get a driver's license does that make me a resident and nullify my no it doesn't it, it doesn't it, it doesn't override your affidavit if that's what you're asking it just it's just like Daryl said. To to well, you may be driving in commerce at times. We got people that are commercial truck drivers, but when they park the rig and go home, they're not. So basically, okay. I so there's a at risk of being under their jurisdiction for like road tickets. You're, you're not. No, 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 uh, no. Nothing. Nothing's what, going to override what's your name? the affidavit. Is this Jack? Is, this, is your name David? Jack. Jack. I think it's Jack. Uh, okay, Daryl. I got somebody. Got well, look, look, yeah. oh. look, Jack, Jack, uh, and, and for the rest of you, okay, you're, you're going to find that as it, when you when you're doing this, you're going to find some of this overwhelming. 
It's going to make you very uncomfortable. When you find those areas where you're uncomfortable, it means uh, you should uh, reconsider how convicted you are. And you can triage these things. Okay. You can. Tr what do I mean by triage? Well, in in the court act of triaging, uh, you know, this was used during the Napoleonic Wars and the Civil War. Is they would they would only work on the people that they thought they could save. That's triage. And uh, so I use that as a as a as a uh, you know analogy or metaphor. I don't know one or the other, but. Um, you you might want to do that in your own life. Now, you know, most of the people here still pay property taxes uh, with their even when they have the warranty deed. Okay, so they're still being affected by that system. Uh, uh, if if you're if you're uncomfortable with you know a a uh, below 90 IQ guy on the side of the road with a gun and you get nervous and you're not comfortable and you don't feel like you can work yourself through this and what fits your sensibilities and your abilities, then, you know, go ahead and contract with them on your commercial driving license, fully understanding what you're doing. So you, you, you could triage that. I, I feel perfectly comfortable uh, traveling on my uh, passport. I'm I'm perfectly I'm okay comfortable with, with it. I put on. So, so everybody's not, and then what they do is they start to hyperventilate. Their shoulders come up, they get real tense, and they they start they start experiencing fud. Yeah, Jack, do you know what fud is, Jack? You ever heard of fud? It's uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's typically what they use to uh, invoke the Pavlovian Pavlovian re, uh, response in you. It's called FUD. It's fear, uncertainty, and doubt. <laughs> mm -hmm. And 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 a lot of people have been conditioned into that. And it takes time. You know, it's like a dog that's been abused. It it, it takes a lot of. Uh, they have PTSD. PTSD. It takes a long time for them to actually gain the confidence to, uh, you know, express, you know, who they are and what they are. You you don't have to do this all at one time. No. You know, I'm, I'm just saying this for everybody. And you don't have to. You don't have to be, you know, some kind of Spartan and 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 charge the ramp ramparts. You know, the you don't have to charge the gun emplacements with a spear. Here, you know. Uh, <laughs> Have you ever been pulled over where uh, they asked for your driver's license and you showed them your passport? Oh yeah, well, sure. Yeah, sure he is. Yeah, yeah. You go no ticket. Yeah, I. No, I, I didn't. I have. I didn't get no ticket. No. Huh. Okay. No. No, we I. I have. Lisa. We have. Those are in the archives. Somebody give them the archives. Yeah. <laughs> what Lisa you know, out in California with the, with the. 
with the California <laughs> Highway Patrol. I I think it was around last December. Something, Merco, Mer, somebody can correct me, but got pulled over on a drunk driving thing with a bunch of other people, showed the passport. The guy goes, okay, pull over the hill over there. And there was a little basin, and they had a couple of prison vans. They were going to haul people off in, about 15 cop cars. Cop comes over to her car. Her and her husband are there. She shows him the passport card. Guy goes off for about 10 minutes, comes back and goes, I've never seen a D&D before. Yeah, that's what we. she thought. She said, I didn't exactly understand what he said, but he came back and said, I've never seen, and we think he said D&D. And he said, handed the card back to her and said, be careful as you, you, know, as you leave. Uh, and that means do not detain. Had another example of somebody that filed one, uh, not through us, before us. One of these new folks that's come around from California who got approached by him and some other guys in the yard, and the only thing he had was a passport. He had put something in, in the package, but he didn't know what he'd put in there, really. just thought he'd put draw something up and put it in there, got this passport card back, presents it to the cop that's asking him for ID, and the cop hands it back and tells him something and walks off, you know? And so evidently there are those instances, Jack, but driving Roger. and traveling is without a doubt the stickiest wicket of everything we do. Taxes is the other one, and taxes is a cakewalk compared to this because you're Roger. talking about ju local, just a second, Merka, you're talking about local jurisdictions and local fiefdoms. Yes, Merka. The dates for the um, testimonies is uh, December 5th. Let me see. Um, Daryl's traffic stop is 6 1621. Okay. And Lisa is on two. Well, actually, it's February 5th, 23. Right. Yeah. This year, earlier this year. Yeah. So yeah. occasionally it happens. You know, what we hear and seem to hear about and focus on are these local fiefdom incidents. We got two of them going on right now, one in Birmingham with Mike and one up in New Jersey with Joe. And these are these little local people that just flat do not want to recognize that they don't have any authority over you. Well, it's more than that, Roger. It's it's more than that. The, well, no, I'm not, I don't want you to write it down. I just want you to listen. I don't think it's something, you know, I, I encourage everybody, if you want to go through this, you need to start living your life responsibly. And that means you really shouldn't get into any of these traffic things because you're not out there speeding and doing dumb shit. Yes, Paul. <laughs> uh, what's more than that is the states get a huge amount of their operating budget from the DMV. From that revenue. A huge yeah. amount. Yeah. Sure. The DMV is a division so, of the Department of Revenue for each state. Yeah. So it's without a doubt, don't get anal over it. Start being even more careful in your driving. If you get really up on the information, it depends on where you live. But you start beating these guys in their little court stuff on this once or twice, and they're going to put out 
through the police department, if somebody calls your license tag in, they're going to say, don't mess with that guy. Don't stop him. Don't pull him over. Yeah. Uh, when I uh, when I had my encounter with him, Jack, it was at a, uh, at a roadblock. So I, I actually haven't been pulled over, like, Particular, you know, identify individually pulled over. I can't remember when. So this was a this was a checkpoint, Charlie. <laughs> they had they had all four corners of it blocked off with with the popo sitting at each corner, and uh, you know, so there were, it was just uh, it was just a ra- it was a dragnet is what it was, and uh, they were checking yeah, like uh, license registration and it. And insurance, and uh, uh, I all I had for him. Now I, I did have I did have tags on the car, but uh, and I had I have insurance on it, and uh, so I handed him the. Uh, I didn't hand him the registration. I just handed him the insurance and the and the uh, passport. And you know you can go back you can go back and listen to the story. It's actually kind of funny. And uh, I was I was in and out of there in uh, three minutes flat and they were very friendly to me and they had, they had a bunch of other people lined up and pulled over some of them were out of their cars <laughs> you know but it was like well, ha- have a nice day sir you know drive safely you know travel safely <laughs> yep yeah. adios amigo and, 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 and again uh, and I, some of that comes from the confidence that you exude when you're talking to them because you know the stuff and you're giving them the right answers. They see it. They recognize it. Have a good day, sir. Okay. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Hey, Jack, it always goes back. How well do you have command of the information? And if you're confronted, can you be a belligerent claimant, nicely belligerent claimant, to claim your rights? It all boils down to that. Hey, Jack. Roger. Okay, we had a female and a... Hold on. Yes, ma'am. Who is this? Olivia. I was just... uh, Oh, I don't know if Jack is in the Telegram, but I just put a video of a national getting pulled over in the Telegram, oh, and yeah. he's super uh-huh. respectful. Super, it's a really good video just to give you like some good. Hey, what? That wasn't yeah, the yeah. one where he, appreciate it. That's not the one boy where he said he was a non-resident alien, is it, Olivia? I don't think so. I need to watch it again. It's okay, I hope not. I hope not. Okay, that was. Check. Okay, so who was trying I to say just deleted it because we have to review it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Roger, when, when Jack was talking to that agent in the uh, postal department there, he was probably bringing up half that statement of uh, basically something like uh, all the, nationals right. are citizens, right. but all citizens right. are not nationals. Right, right. That's exactly what I thought of too, Samuel. With a certificate of yep. non citizen nationality. So okay. All right. So uh Jack hey, guys, just I, I'm uh listening. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm listening through all these archives and consuming all this information. So I'm gonna okay. listen to Well you'll get there. Twenty one and the December fifth and there was another one, but um 
February. February February twenty third. What was the date, Mirka, on Lisa's one? February, February 5th, something of this 23. year. Fifth. February fifth of this year, yeah. Jack. Yeah, listen, Thank don't you. don't get anxious about it, man. It's a process, okay? Put put the time that you feel you want to towards it. You'll get there at what you're doing and the rate you're going. But it's not going to come overnight, okay? Roger, another thing is um, with with traffic stuff. If we're not going to fight with the officer on the side of the road, if they're co no, coercing no. you to sign, um, you sign it and you press right. the sign. three initials well, for abbreviation. Yeah. The T. Well, see. TDC, TD, yeah. TDC, this is where it also helps to have done all your stuff correctly and put all the local people on notice. If you've already put the DA on notice, it's not a big deal about signing that traffic ticket, is it? He's already been put on notice as to what you are. The cop, you can't put every individual cop on notice, nor would you want to. Another thing, okay. Roger, Augustus handled himself really good, very yes, well yes, with he, um, the, the sheriffs. And then he handled, right. he sent in more notices to them uh, administratively, and that assisted him with the court, um, right. The right. court issues. Right, and that's in Southern California where they're really pricks down there at times. By the way, Devin Nunes, for you California folks, was talking about Gavin Newsom came up. It's on X-22 if you want to go listen to that. It's on BitChute. just showed up today. Um, he said there, the California is over $50 billion in debt uh, that Gavin Newsom has been hiding that's about to come forward. So yep. you're, you're about to get hit with some serious stuff out there. Samuel, what do you got? Uh, I, I heard this some time ago. I don't know if it's valid or not, but on the uh, traffic citation, uh, where you sign is in a box, and that box isn't r related to anything but it's what it says the box is related to. And my understanding is the only thing you're doing and signing in that box is you're, you're not holding that officer um, liable for anything. Don't know about that. Just try to drive careful, please. Drive careful, please. Now, yes. you know, when you if you decide to do this, it's a whole life thing. You're you take on the personal responsibility now. You're not. Oh well, it's that that they'll take care of that. Somebody you take on personal responsibility. Start living like that. It's part of the life changing experience that this information and change brings you. And it is life-changing, okay? You can hear some of the people that come on here that talk about it, that have been through it. They're all experiencing it. Roger. Um, the episode for Augustus is um, November 4th, 23. Okay, um, November 4th Roger. of this year. Hello, is that an Augustus? Hey, there? Roger. Uh, this is, yeah, that's me. Hi, hi Augustus hey. here. I just happen to be listening. How come, Hello. How come you're not out selling something? I am. But it's near, you know, the holidays, so I don't have any oh, yeah. appointments today. But I'm trying to close. <laughs> okay, well, how you been, then? AB, we don't hear, we don't a get to hear from you. Enough. ABC, I uh, know. Yeah. ABC always be closing, right? Uh, so that's right. I, just, I, I wanted to, I wanted to uh, 
uh, chime in on this. Because as I look through these YouTube videos of people being stopped, yada, 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 and I think, because of Paul, I think that something's missing. And this is my opinion, and I, you said you talked about having the confidence and so forth. So here's a scenario that I, I've gone over it in my mind. I get pulled over for whatever reason. I greet the officer, and I say, um, before, we, uh, before we speak further, can I please get your, uh, your name and your badge number? And then the next thing out of my mouth is, uh, let me, officer, let me ask you this, or officers, do you have your oath on file? And they say, yes. Oh, okay, is it notarized? Okay, uh, I don't know. All right, not a problem. So what I'm doing is, as I'm doing it, I am literally, I have six forms in my envelope ready to go. I will be filling it out. Uh, I also have laminated the fee schedule that Paul uh, helped me with as well. I just, he didn't help me. I actually just uh, redid it, and then I laminated it. So I say, as I'm doing this, officer, I'd like to, I just, I put it up on my dashboard. You may want to take a look at this. So I get it done, and then I give it to them. I present it to him. I say, Officer, Officer Jones, um, you now have been put on notice, and I just, I'm not trying to be confrontational in any way, but I wanted to let you know that this is my fee schedule. And I've highlighted little sections, about three or four sections, and that it draws your attention to what it is, and that is for an extended stop, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And this is before <laughs> the first thing I do when I encounter them. Hold on, I'm not done. First thing I do when I encounter them. Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> I'm wondering why you're talking to us instead of going out and speeding and trying to get one of these guys to pull you over. <laughs> I, I thought of that, too, but I, had, I drive like an old man. So anyway, so let me continue, and then I'll talk real quick. Okay, go ahead. We'll let Augustus finish your man. Go ahead. Another, another, 30, another 30 seconds. So, But here's All my right. point. I guess my point is, my point is this, that I, I, if we do, somebody just said something, that's why I wanted to chime in. Because if you don't, what changes the picture is you've often preached about how they're out of their jurisdiction and they now lose their cloak of immunity, right? Well, if I notify yes. them, and by the way, uh, on the back of the, uh, it's title, uh, what is it, uh, title Eight, uh, uh, eighty-two. Wait, I can't remember. Anyway, it's there. Correct. Under the color of law. Anyway, so my point is, if I put them on notice in the very, very beginning, I present it to them. By the way, before I give it to them, I take a picture and I email it to them. So they're standing there watching, and they're saying to themselves, "Okay, what do I want to do with this guy? Do I want to mess with this guy?" And I haven't even gotten to yeah. the national section yet. Okay. <laughs> anyway, my point is. I think it. I think it changes the entire picture by putting them on notice, giving them, presenting your fee schedule with their name, the time, the location, the date, everything, and you give it to them. And by the way, yeah. you're videotaping everything anyway. In the meantime, so I think it kind of changes the entire picture. So that's my two cents part of it. Well, it puts you off on the offense. It puts them. It puts them on the defense. Did you did you write Paul's commission on the fee schedule out of there before you laminated it? Yes, every, every he gets two yeah. percent of everything that I get. 
Yeah, there we go. Thank you. Thank you, Gus. I I appreciate that. No, I have a laminated copy of my fee schedule and my affidavit on the left rear window of my car. There's no way they can't see it. Yeah, well, people have been, patriots have been, patriots have been doing stuff kind of like that, a fee schedule and dealing with federal agents and that kind of stuff for a while, but there's nothing wrong with it, and it certainly would be interesting to to see their faces when they encounter you, because you're not going to be the average person they pull over, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, somebody was trying to say something. Somebody, was it Joe, was trying to say something? Bob? Bob? Daryl's been waiting. Well, I think Bob tried to say something. Bob, Bob? our our friend Bob Bob? from South Florida, who I was querying about just the other day. Bob, that Bob. I, I thought I heard him. Oh well, I guess not. Probity, probity, is that you? Go ahead. I I think that's who. Oh, all right. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. What do you come on? Hey, Roger. So some guy got my number. I guess you got a screen somewhere where people can find people's numbers that are on this phone call. And he called me up, knowledge. and I was I was just I was just blunt. Well, he got my number somehow. I didn't give it to him, and he was on the, anyway. He called me, and he said, "Hey, man, how's it going with, with your affidavit?" And and we just go on for any anyway. I get on the computer and I check it with the mail office, and sure enough, three months now out, and it's stuck in Washington D.C. I wanted to get your opinion on why, and and it was certified. It's got the green label. I'm waiting for that green thing to come back, and it seems to just be stuck in Washington D.C. Send them another one, or don't worry about it. It's considered received when you put it in the mail. Is that hard to yeah, understand? Because I keep saying that, and people, it doesn't register with people. It, it doesn't seem like. It's considered received, just like the IRS sends you something to your last known address, and you may not live there for 15 years, and it's considered received. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right. Just also, Stephen, you can go to the post office and request an electronic copy of whoever signed for it. The postmaster will have oh. that. Okay, I'll definitely check in on that. I do appreciate it. Thank you. Daryl, has something right. to share? Yes, sir, Daryl. No, I don't. <laughs> I, <laughs> Somebody I don't. did. I, I don't. Okay. Yeah, that was. This is Joan in Arizona. Joan in Arizona, we want to hear from you. Hello, Um, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. I actually um, have been a national now for a year, and I went out of retirement last year in December and went back to work at um, Smith's Kroger. And when I did it, I just went ahead and um, filed exempt on there, and I haven't been charged any taxes for federal um, all year. But now I'm going to have to file it again. And I was wondering, um, is that the best way to do it? I know um, at one point I heard. Why don't you file a a W-8-B-E-N and try that? Are you familiar? Have you heard us talk about that form? Yes, I did. And I I have it in front of me. I didn't know if that's better or if I should even mess with that. Because they have my license on file. I didn't give them um, 
my passport because I didn't have it yet. And so I gave him my license. And so um, uh, I don't know if I should change everything and or if I should leave well, all on the alone. Well, why don't you give him a substitute, the passport for the license, and give him the WBEN with it and see how that flies. Okay. All righty. Just a, a suggestion. Okay. Okay. Okay, well, right. thank you. Now, so I won't have you're another. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to do something at this point then if I do that, huh? You have to do a what? A symptom? No, I won't have to file exempt if I do this then, right? Oh, exempt. No, you shouldn't have to file exempt if you do that. Unless they've got some sort of a computerized thing for HR in the background where you do that sort of thing on it, then you might have to. I don't know. I don't have answers to everybody's individual situations. Right. If it's on computer, we can if it was nothing that we okay. wrote on, it was actually on okay. computer. Oh well I'd go back, I'd check exempt on that too. And try and get them that okay. paperwork. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank All right. you. You're welcome. All right, who else? Just got a little bit of time left here, a couple of minutes maybe. Hey, Roger, hey, Roger. I have a quick question. Okay, well, Alan, I'm going to override it. Who's the quick question? Scotty, was that you? Oh, no, this is Nate from Santa Cruz. Okay, Nate, so, what you got? I, uh, I found my affidavit last week. Um should be delivered to the SOS today. Um, I was looking over yes. it, and at the top um, where, where it says I, and you write your name in there. So I, I always write in capital letters and wrote my name in capital letters. I don't know if that's an issue. I, I shouldn't shouldn't have any difference. Shouldn't make any difference. Boy, you guys okay. are nit nit picky. Yeah, no no difference. You signed okay, it regularly. You. you didn't you didn't print all capital letters for the signature. I assume. No, no, just regular signature. Okay, I'm sure you're cool. Okay. All right, thank you. All right, who else? Who else? Congratulations, hey, Nate. Hey, Who else? There, oh, Alan. I want to hey, get to Alan. Hold on. Yeah, buddy. Alan. Hey, me or who? Okay, got it. Alan, uh, come on, man. Just, come on. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think any longer you're not going to call it driving or traveling. If you get stopped or you want to tell them anything, tell them that you are exercising your liberty of the common ways. Oh, I yep. like that. Hey, guess what? According to their rules, you ain't going to have a car in a couple of years anyway, so it may be <laughs> moot, right? Might be. <laughs> that was for Daryl, too. Daryl needs to learn that. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Alan. Thank you. Alan. All right. Anybody else? Anybody else? Quick. Paul's titillating me with the music there. Uh, just one quick question also. Um, if our passports haven't expired yet, should we do a DS-11 or a DS-80? What, what, passport book or passport card? Uh, passport book and card, I guess, but I only have a well, book. Okay, well, you, you'll have to send the book out in regardless, but you could just send the book in, do a renewal, and just order a card and put the affidavit in that package. Okay. You'll okay. get back to the other one. It doesn't matter. Books are only for traveling internationally anyway. It's the passport card that everybody wants. Okay? Okay. Gotcha. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. So there's the uh, 
there's the 10 second countdown so that means i'm going to be off to lunch on tuesday and find out what's going on with the electrical crisis and i will see you guys hopefully another two-hour show tomorrow maybe calvez see you then